Welcome to Hallmark, the podcast by and for people who work from home. This is episode number 248, Goal Setting. I am your co-host, Dave Kill, and I am here with Harry Marks. Hello, Harry. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm good. I made an appearance uh, last week on Analog Joe. Joe Bulig's, Oh, look at you. Uh, yeah, and I, I talked about um, my work-life task system. Yes. And it was very cool. It was very exciting to be asked to, to do something like that. I felt like I felt like David Sparks for a moment, uh, and uh, it was it was nice. Um, good questions, nice audience. Um, you know, small audience that was live, but apparently he gets a, a much bigger audience that watches it after the fact, which is nice. Mm. Um, but you know, it it's so funny when I talk about this stuff that I I built for myself. It's like, is anyone really going to want this? But it seemed like people were really digging it. So. Nice. nice. Is it available to listen to now? It is. I'll put a link in the show notes. I link to it on my blog on CuriousRat.com, but I'll throw a link in the show notes, too. All right, Mr. Fan, Mr. Social Butterfly. I love it. Yep. And we are nearing the... Well, it is... Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll save it for another day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a little teaser for next episode. <laughs> That's called a teaser. Uh, well, let's see. It is a balmy Thursday evening. We're going to talk about goal setting, mm-hmm. which is just... A mammoth of a topic. Um, before we get into that, I want to talk about Discord. Hey, if you want to listen along as we record the show live on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, you can by joining the Homework Discord. Just follow us on Twitter. You'll see the invite link right there, and you can listen to us record the episode uh, several days before it hits the feed. So before we get to tonight's uh, topic of goal setting, which is a biggie, I want to talk about Tools of the Week, Harry before we started recording, you were telling me you're excited about this week's pick, and I didn't want to hear about it until we started the show. So what is your pick for Tool of the Week? So my pick is something that Jason Snell of SixColors.com yes. and uh, Macworld fame had retweeted. He had sort he His tweet was, gasp, and then the quoted tweet underneath. And it was from this company called Descript. And what Descript does is you... They're a, a podcasting slash webinar slash video production service. It's basically a, a an app that you download, but there's a subscription to it. Um, there's a free plan that sort of gives you a taste of what it can do. There's a creator level, which is $12 a month. And then there's mm-hmm. a pro level, which gives you like a whole bunch of stuff. And then there's the enterprise, which of course is, you know, your big corporation. But what it does is you, you feed it audio or video. Um, you can either record it live into the app or you can do it after the fact. And what it will do is it will transcribe the audio and then you can edit it like you're editing a word processor. So it will, if you delete a line in the audio, and it'll split the voices, by the way. Like if I upload it, I'm actually going to edit this episode in this app to test it to see how it works. So it will, oh my. Se- it will separate our recording into Dave and Harry. And then as I go in, like what we just did, I'll delete that whole situation with, you know, I can't hear you in the, the Discord and it will stitch it up. And it's seamless. I was playing. Wow. I was playing with the tutorial earlier today, uh, which is the only reason I'm talking about it because I actually have a little bit of hands-on with it. And it's wild. Like it's you. It's like editing a Google Doc, and you can go in. You can delete the text. It will automatically remove fillers like uh, um, like you know. Um, it'll search out the transcript for those words um, in the, their specific context, and then delete them and stitch everything together. What's really mind blowing is if you go to the pro level, you can. It will take your voice and record it as a stock voice. So what you can do is, let's say I misspeak and I say, uh, you know. Uh, 
Welcome to Homework. This is episode 249, but it's really 248. I can delete 249 and replace it with 248 in my voice by typing it out. It is so cool. (laughs) So, yeah, that is my tool of the week. Go check it out. It's Descript.com. I can't wait to try this thing out. It's so weird and awesome. (laughs) I think you should mention for the Ultra Mega Pro level, um, you sound like Morgan Freeman. See, that would be fantastic. No matter what you say, it just sounds in that, like, you know, he's got a voice like a chocolate bar, that guy. Yeah. I, th- if, if you could do that, if I could sound like Samuel L. Jackson introducing the show, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I'd pay a dollar for that. Well, that sounds really cool. And uh, next week, you should tell us how it goes yeah. in your know, world editing the show together. Yep, definitely. Very, very cool. My tool of the week comes from David Say for reasons that will be obvious in a, a few minutes here. Um, David uh, is a longtime fan of the show. He's been on a very, very long time ago, and he makes a lot of paper-based productivity tools. Today, I've chosen his uh, Concrete Goals Tracker, which is a little um, tool that he he produced. You can print it out, and I think there's an Excel version as well. Of course, he has um, PDFs for you to download and print uh, for free from his site. He has a U.S. letter size, A4, um, a little tiny foldable one, all sorts of cool stuff. So how this works is there are two parts of the form, uh, your most important task lists in the weekly tracker. So the goal of this thing is to amass sort of points, sort of sort of gamify something. Mm-hmm. But as you do, it helps you identify if something you're thinking about doing is worth the time and effort it will take to do it. So you can give things a score, like give it a 10 if it's life-sustaining billable work. Or if it's signing new business, you might give it a five if that think, thing you're thinking of is publishable that you can ship or it's a new design or some concrete planning or accounting. Hmm. You might give something a two if it's like self-promotion or an article for your blog or um, some business development. You might give that new idea a one if it's maintaining an old relationship or maybe making headway on a new relationship. And this sort of quantifies, I guess, um, your idea and helps you decide, is it worth putting time and effort into this thing? And should I adopt it as a formal goal? Interesting. It, David Say's website is one of, it's one of two or three websites. The Sweet Setup is another one where, for some reason, it doesn't load for me. Every time I try to go to the website, it just oh, really? refuses to load. And I don't know if I have to just clear the cache every time I try to visit it. But I, you sent me the link to his stuff a couple of times, and every time I go there, cannot cannot find server or something like that. It's so weird. Well, that is very, very, very weird. Uh, I hope that gets cleared up for you someday because you should be able to try this stuff. Yeah. Also, uh, very cool for uh, any international listeners, there are Polish, Ukrainian, and Portuguese translations of this form on David's site. Very nice. So if you speak one of those languages and you want to try this out, you can do it in your own native tongue. Awesome. Um, there will be, a, of course, a link to this in the show notes and on the Tool of the Week page in Discord. Excellent. All right, Harry, I think we should jump right into the topic. We are talking about goal setting. Yes, this goal, this, this goal, this uh, topic came to us through the Discord. So uh, be warned, if you talk about stuff in the Discord, we'll probably use it as show fodder. Uh, but this is great because this is something that I think pertains to a lot of people, um, especially those of us who are, you know, NaNoWriMo is around the corner. 
Um, yep. You know, you you have a goal you want to reach, fifty thousand words. You know, we're getting into the new year in a couple of months, and God willing, twenty twenty one will not be a dumpster fire. So you know, you, now that might be the time you want to start that new goal. So this is it. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, I guess I always struggle with goal setting. Part of the reason uh, David says concrete <clears throat> goals tracker came to mind today is because um, I wanted to start at least my part of this discussion with something else that David has been doing um, for 13 years now. He started in 2006, hmm. uh, what he calls his Groundhog Day resolutions. Now, David does not do New Year's resolutions, and neither do I, but David does Groundhog's Day resolutions, which I think is kind of a fun way of doing it. I'll <laughs> talk a little bit about it. So for 13 years in a row, he started his um, resolutions on Groundhog Day. Um, so that's when he would sort of look at things and think about where he is and where he wanted to be. So what I thought was really interesting is he set up um, each month a day to check on where he was as far as progress. So then on March 3rd, and it was always, he did the sort of like day and month synchronicity thing. So on March 3rd, he would check up April 4th, he would check in. So it was three, three, four, four, five, five, and so on until he got to December 12th. Um, that way it's really easy to remember what day your resolution review is because it's the same day as the, you know, the numerical month. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really cool. And the first thing he would do always is look at what happened last year and compare that and see what he could have learned from it and then go from there. But what I really liked was his deep dive into what is a resolution anyway. So he says, and I'll just quote right from the site because he wrote this so well. Um, I'm defining a resolution in the context of goal setting as desire to change the status quo of my life for the better. Mm-hmm. When I started this process of yearly goal setting, I thought I had a pretty good handle on what that meant, but it's only after reviewing the past 11 years of goals that I've seen how my process has evolved. And he goes on to talk about that. But I really love that definition as the desire to change the status quo of my life for the better. That is pretty succinct and I think a pretty accurate description of setting a goal for oneself. I agree. Yeah. I mean, you are you are resolving to change something that you want to fix or make better in your life. So yeah, that's, that's exactly how I would have described it. Yeah. So, um, back in 2018, he looked back on what was then 11 years of groundhog day goals and was trying to figure out what he thought would make himself happy. And he discovered things that like blogging and making connections with other people really, um, resonated with him. So, his initial, his groundhog resolutions from that point grew from these three initial musings, which I really liked. Uh, there were three questions he came up with. The first was, uh, was there a way to make a living from this thing that was making me happy? Mm-hmm. How could I start to meet interesting people through this thing that was making me happy? And uh, finally, what was the first thing I could try to make some kind of money with um, without selling it or sounding like a creep? <laughs> which I think is probably very the most funny difficult and probably part. something that all of us have thought of, right? Yeah, it's, and it's probably the most difficult part of the, the process. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is because there's this thing you love and you want to make money doing it, but you don't want to be like, feel like you're asking people for their money. Every, every time I tweet out a link to buy my book, I feel gross. But like, what else are you going to do? You have to, you have to market yourself in some way. Gosh, that's something we should talk about. Yeah. Why are we so gross asking people for money? Self promo. Yeah. 
so he goes on and on um, to talk about all different things about all different aspects of Groundhog Day. But I thought it was very, very interesting because this year in 2020, he is not doing Groundhog Day resolutions for what would have been the 14th year of Groundhog Day resolutions. He is not doing it. Instead, he's decided to um, think about how this has gone in the past. He's maintaining his monthly reflection habit. So he has that thing down and, but he's not doing formal uh, Groundhog Day resolutions this year. He's just taking the year to think about the process of resolutions and goal setting. And I thought that was really cool. So after what would have been 14 years of doing this regularly, this habit to still have the, I don't know, wherewithal for lack of a better term to consider or even understand or even adopt the idea that maybe it's time to step aside and look at my process and see if it's effective or beneficial or not. So I have a couple questions. The first one yeah. is, did he pick Groundhog Day? Because if he doesn't follow through on his goal, he has to then repeat the day over and over again? Yes, and he steps in the puddle. Yes. Okay, second uh, question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> second question is, so what were some of his goals? And then the third question would be, did did he manage to stick to them? What What was his his, you know, by the time we're in the 14th year, how has he fared over the last 13 years? Sure. Uh, well, let's pick one. Um, the one I picked right away was uh, not being negative. Um, so I guess he says that he has a, um, uh, where was it? Like, uh, I'll just read from him as sort of the best way to do it. Uh, even after 13 years of trying to do the great big personal things, I had not done them in a way that felt like an accomplishment. At least I wasn't feeling it. I had arguably done a lot of things, but I haven't achieved the thing. And then he goes to hypothesize why that happened. Um, number one, I'm easily bored. You can be distracted by the next shiny bobble in less time than it takes to blink mm -hmm. my eyes. That was something that we, we talked about in just a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, he also has what he calls a high threshold of excitement due to my novelty-seeking brain. I <laughs> was well, and um, he was sort of, you know, going on to lament his distractibility. So I don't know if he's always met the goals set on Groundhog Day. Perhaps we can have Dave come talk about it. But it seems yeah. to me it was still hugely beneficial because it causes him or prompts him, especially that monthly reminder to do so much purposeful reflection on the whole idea mm -hmm. that I think that is a valuable takeaway, whether you meet your goal of writing the great American novel or not. He's so contemplative and reflective and purposeful about thinking about these type of things that that, that has to be beneficial. Yeah. I, I worry with things like, like don't be negative because if you, it's sort of like drinking. If you stop because you have to, and then you do it once, you then have to restart. Basically, even if even if that's not how you intended it to to be, it's such a nebulous right. goal that you know. Don't be negative. Well, the first snide remark I tweet, I suddenly reset back to zero. And so, I always feel that setting goals should be something where there's like a definitive end to it. Like lose twenty pounds by the end of next year, I want to have lost at least twenty pounds. That's a that's a goal. I can reach that. You know, NaNoWriMo, fifty thousand words. It's difficult, but it's doable. People do it all the time, and it's it's an it's a a hard set attainable goal. Um, 
but don't be don't be cruel or um, you know read more. Well, read more isn't a goal. You know, I want to read ten books by March. That's a goal. Um, so you know, I don't know what the rest of his goals were, but I think people should go in thinking. You know, first set set attainable goals. Start with small goals, but then make sure that yeah. whatever goal you're setting has an end to it. Yeah, I agree. You want something that's certainly concrete and measurable. Right, exactly. That's how you want to know if you're making progress or not. But but one thing he does that uh, that I I stand by, and and we'll get into it a little bit when I talk about my side of of the goal setting, is the review and the reflection and and tracking your progress throughout. Because you can set a goal, you can say, you know, I want to lose twenty pounds. But if you're not constantly revisiting that, and you know, tracking your weight and tracking how much you work out and um, your food intake and and all that stuff, then you're not really pushing towards that goal you've just said you've said a thing and that's not that's not reaching your goal that's not even trying to reach your goal that's just making a statement and so the reflection on it weekly monthly quarterly you know that's that's an important factor of this yeah i completely agree so i looked up his 2019 goals Mm -hmm. while we were talking right then he set three uh one was um write software okay number two was make products for sale okay and three was improve my online media, which he sort of said. Like improve the stuff he makes for online or improve what he watches and consumes? Let's see. By being creatively independent all the time gets boring quickly. Finding kindred spirits to pass the time with is a vital part of my strategic goals. My online media presence is how I share the words and ideas that help me find positive, self-empowered, conscientious Generous, competent, and kind people that I think are part of my chosen tribe. I have not kept up the effort of my blogging and live streaming, and because of this, I have fewer serendipitous connections and opportunities. So it sounds like a meeting the right people kind of thing. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's it's it. Those goals, while still a little bit nebulous, like makes write software and and make connections. At least that is something that you can quantify did you make software did you meet people you know that's that's something you can do right so he goes on to note that he did write software he did launch one product for sale and he said his online media was a maybe (laughs) (laughs) he gave himself a c on that one (laughs) yeah so so it's interesting i really it it really is just um New Year's resolution is just move to a funny day because why would you do it? Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm not a New Year's resolution guy. I think it's just a, a great way to disappoint yourself to start off a year by disappointing yourself. So I, I don't do it. Yeah, I I take the um, and if, if if you're OK, if we can jump into to my side to. to yeah, talk please about do. Um, so I've been following, and if you've listened to the show since we've rebooted, you've probably heard us talk about August Bradley um, right. and his his Notion Life OS. But I, I've really been tracking my goals and projects uh, in Notion. And what I like about his method is that he he does it in quarters. Like like if you were going to do a fiscal quarter of um, for a company, you yeah. know September to December, or I'm sorry September to November, or whatever it is. Um, but basically, the every three months, I set a goal, and then if I make that goal, great. If not, I bump it to, I either put it on hold or I bump it to another quarter. You know, I move things around, but at the very least, I have an idea of what I want to accomplish. And so one of my goals is to record the audiobook for The Profit, my book, um, record, um, 
write the next season of the shelf life. Um, I, and these are all in different quarters. I'm not doing this all at once, but these are, are things I'm sort of spacing out. And they're, they're small-ish attainable goals. You know, I'm working on my next novel for NaNoWriMo. Um, I'm, one of my goals is to learn JavaScript. I have a course on JavaScript that I bought um, to help flesh out my CV and, and you know boost my skills. And it's like 30 video lessons on JavaScript. And by the end of it, I'll have learned something that I oh, can very nice. use. Yeah. So it's, it's not like a nebulous, I'm just going to learn JavaScript. It's actually, I'm following a course and a curriculum to do so. And then after that, I'm going to move on to Python. And it's just finding the time to do these things. Um, but these are goals that I've, I've set for myself and I'm tracking them in Notion. And there's you know progress bars and how many steps to achieve this goal and tracking this, the tasks and the steps that are part of it. Um, um, and so for me, it's, you know, it's quantifiable and I can actually track my progress throughout all of this. And, and there are some parts of his method I've sort of abandoned and other parts that I've really honed in on and, mm-hmm. um, or homed in on. And, uh, this is one of them, which is, is the goal tracking. Nice. So I was just thinking one thing I did, um, last year was I st- I wanted to set some goals. I didn't want them to be too crazy. And I wanted to find a, I don't know, prompt myself uh, to come up with something good. So I sat down with my notebook and I just asked myself a question. The question was uh, sort of a fill in the blank. Wouldn't it be cool if? Oh, interesting. And I told myself I was going to fill in three things. (laughs) Um, It would be cool if um, I had something, I had an adventure, uh, an RPG adventure published for sale. And I had this much in the bank um, and I was earning X a month from D&D Club. So I said, "Okay, these are not enormous goals. They're all attainable. Um, And yes, it would be cool if these things were true. And so then I took each one and wrote down what would have to happen in order to make each of those things true. Okay, well, I'd have to obviously do some writing. Um, I'd have to find some time to do some writing. Uh, I'd have to, you know, market D and D club so that it attracted X number of kids for a 12 month period in order for me to make whatever I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote down things I could do each day to move me towards those things. And the hardest part was setting time each day that was just dedicated to those things. So between like whatever, 8 and 10 a.m., I would work on just my three wouldn't it be cool ifs. Um, I was probably 60 percent successful in sitting down every day at that time to work on my what it cool ifs. Um, But I did meet two of the three, which was really good. Nice. Um, The big one, getting something published on drive through RPG, I've not done yet. But again, that's, you know, the writing project that. I should probably be working on <laughs> is, <laughs> that is I'm this, not. Is is this the project that is going to get you the the Tim Ferriss four hour work week? Yes, this is it. It will just keep selling and selling, and I'll be uh, uh, re- doing this show from a yacht in the south of France. Nice. Okay. But uh, I found that um, if you have a writing project, um, the elves don't come at night and do it for you. <sighs> no, they don't. You really have to sit down and do that yourself. Uh, that's the. That's the key step I've not been taking. <laughs> but sitting down and saying, wouldn't it be cool if, um, really helped me come up with really uh, exciting and uh, attainable goals. That's I like that a lot. I, I like that, you know, basically it's a Beach Boys prompt. Wouldn't it be nice? And Right. 
You can sing the song if you want while you do it. We can't afford that. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> um, but it, I, I like that idea. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool? If wouldn't it be nice if if I I sold something that you know made us a little money and that right? I, I, and I'm trying to do that now. And and again, this this goes into probably what will be our next episode, which is self promo. Uh, <laughs> right. So once you have your two or three, wouldn't it be nices? Then sit down and think. Okay, just take each one in turn. Okay, so what what are the concrete, actionable, observable steps I have to right. take? In order to make this thing happen. And now that you've defined those, then define when in a day or a weekend or whatever, what is this reliable time that I can work on these things? Even if it's just 30 minutes in the morning while you drink your coffee, just set that time. And it's really amazing how you can actually make progress, even if you just do 30 minutes a day towards that thing. And, and um, like I said, I, I, I was not 100% compliant <laughs> i wish i was but i still made progress on it so give that a shot i'd even say set yourself a deadline you know if you don't mm -hmm. if i i always work best under the crunch i always work best with a deadline and if you don't set yourself that goal that that hard like this has to be done by midnight on x date then you're not going to do it even if you end up having to move the, mm -hmm. the yeah, deadline out you know you know you, that you well, know, is on, that unnatural law the amount of time it takes to complete a project is equal to time allotted for it <laughs> yes exactly and if if you know that you're going to be out on the weekends you're not going to be able to work then you know that you only have time from 8 to 10 a.m or you know 7 to 10 p.m to work on it you know and you want it done by you know within the next two months then you're going to get it done but if you just say this yeah. would be a nice thing to do and i'm going to work on it here and there which is basically what i've been doing with this book and now my hard deadline is october 31st to get the outline done because if i don't i don't know what the hell i'm going to write so I'm getting it done right. as fast as I can. And, and that crunch is a really nice motivator. Uh-oh, you have nine days, my friend. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm using this book. It's the 10-day outline. It's taken a lot longer than that. But I, I've been working on it. I'm about halfway through the book that I'm reading for it. Um, but then I'm about um, – I've got a really nice idea of what I'm going to be writing about. So even if I don't make it to the end of the, the outline book, I have enough of an outline in place that I can start working on the actual novel. Yeah. Um, if you look close, there's an asterisk on the title that says the mostly 10 day outline. Yeah, you're supposed to do it in 10 days. I've done it over about three months. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit behind. But yeah, there's also the more or less 10 day outline. <laughs> I had hoped to read his sequel, the 10 day draft, and that just never happened. So we're this is actually <laughs> going to be the 30 day draft. Um, but hey, but, whatever. but again, you know, NaNoWriMo falls in one of the worst months of the year. You've got November and then you've got December right after it. But like November, you've got Thanksgiving, you've got people going on vacation, you know, either right. either your office shuts down by the end of the month or things speed up to to beat the, the deadline of Thanksgiving yeah. and Black Friday and that long weekend. So either way, you've got a lot of stuff to do and you got to get those words in. So it's it's a double edged sword. It's the worst month in the world to write a book. But at the same time, it's huge motivation to really get the words on the page. Yeah. And then forget December with the winter holidays. That whole month is a wash. Yeah, and that's when you're supposed to be editing your book, which you, you can sort of take leisurely, you know, as you you get to it. Um, editing's and, editing's better than writing. Everyone says that. I hate editing. Oh, I hate I hate creating something out of whole cloth. That's Dr so effortful. Drafting is great. Drafting is is getting your machete and cutting down the bush and and seeing what's behind it and exploring and all this stuff. Editing is just a slog. It's like, all right, the words are on the page, and now I got to make them look better and and sound better. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> I love having written. I hate writing. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly right. Yes, that's exactly right. Yep. 
And my other favorite quote is, um, I'm sorry I wrote you such a long letter. I didn't have time to write a short one. Yes. That's a good one. So good. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, with, with all of this, I, th I think the important thing is first set yourself whatever goal you're, you're going for. Set, make sure it is not tiny but small enough to be attainable. Uh, if your goal is to buy a house, um, you know, there's a lot involved in that. There's, mm -hmm. there's saving up. There's researching where you want to live. You might have to, to move towns or states and what's involved in that and what taxes you have to pay. And I'm not saying don't do it, but know what you're going into. There's the much smaller goal of writing a book or, you know, creating a thing to sell online. Or um, maybe you want to just draw a picture every day. You want to build up your art skills and you want to draw a picture every day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're in Inktober. So that's something you you could have been doing this whole time. You can do it anytime, but you know, there, there are months for all this stuff now. It's unbelievable. Um, but you know, these are small attainable goals that you can do. Um, even if you don't do NaNoWriMo, let's say you just want to write, I want to write 500 words every day, every day. I'm going to write 500 words. And by the end of the, the month, I'm going to have half a book. Um, yeah, that's, that's something you're, you're putting something on the page. You're doing something. Um, you know, your goal does not have to be, I want to, publish a bestseller and make millions of dollars. That's not a goal. That's, that's a nice to have. Right. We should talk about the crappy first draft in the future. Yes. I, you, we said that last time. I think what either our next episode is going to be crappy first draft or self promo. Maybe we should do crappy first draft and then how to market that first draft. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I think it's an, it can be an intimidating thing for a lot of people. Just, just do it. No one's going to see it, but you, I mean, they say like 90% of people who start a book never finish it, um, yeah. writing a book, I should say. Although, who knows? Nowadays, with, with COVID and everything, I haven't been able to read a book in, in months. Uh, but, you know, it, those who, who start a book, unless they're really driven to finish it, most don't finish it. And, you know, that's where things like NaNoWriMo really come in handy because you're not just writing the book. You're, you're signing up on the website. You're joining with friends. You're keeping each other motivated. And that's another part of this. You know, you shouldn't be doing your goals alone. You should have some sort of motivation. If you, if you have an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, usually you can, you know, hook up with other people online and sort of motivate each other by, you know, competing with each other and gamifying the whole process. So you, you know. Yeah, see. I used to do that That's with my a Fitbit. Real thing yeah. with me. Like when you, 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 you set up like, like an accountability buddy, uh, like with whom you can say, Hey, have you met your goal? Right. Um, that's really backfired on me because there's been times where I've not met my goal and I've been afraid to meet up with my accountability buddy. Cause I don't <laughs> want to be the slacker, you know? Yep. And then I end up just blowing off my accountability buddy entirely because I don't want to be like, oh, once again, Dave didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's hard with that kind of stuff because if you're in, in a bunch of different areas and you're not talking all the time, then really you're just a number on the screen. But, uh, you know, stuff like stuff like NaNoWriMo, stuff like, you know, if you're doing a diet together, you know, if you're doing it with your spouse or you're doing it with a sibling or, or whatever it is, you know, you, you talk often enough or every day, you can motivate each other and, and keep each other in the loop and and. and and that kind of stuff. What would be really oh. funny is if you if there was an app that let you when you put in what foods you were eating, the other person could see and then shame you for it. Put that <laughs> oh, Twinkie down. Exactly. <laughs> now, of course there are easy ways to cheat and all of that and they're going to see like, "Oh, I see your ga you gained 20 pounds and you know, but I only saw you put, you know, chicken breast and and white rice in there." Uh, I see you used a debit card at 7-Eleven again. Hmm. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> How are those ho-hos you bought? Oh, very good. <laughs>
but but doing doing these things with other people or or around other people I, the motivation i used to get from just sitting in a starbucks and writing like just being around yeah. other people especially people who are working is motivation enough and this goes back to our last episode but that was motivation enough to keep pushing toward that end goal and i have i have goals beyond that you know finish the book get an agent get published you know but they they these are steps along the way that i've been working towards for 10 plus years yeah like when I did the RPG Writers Workshop, uh, Ashley Warren's uh, project, that was terrific. Their Discord uh, community is just so helpful and supportive, and it's like having a thousand <clears throat> cheerleaders. Yeah, uh, that was terrific, terrific. Yeah, these these communities, Discord, Twitch, um, the, the I have a I have a friend. She's a streamer, um, and she's she's found her community there, and they they encourage each other and cheerlead each other it's great and and that will really help you in in pushing toward those goals and and i found like facebook groups the only reason i'm still on facebook is because of the facebook groups um because the, the usually the people in those especially the closed groups that are you know you have to show you're a real fan of whatever it is to get in like i'm in a pencil yeah. group uh i'm in a i'm in several stationary groups because i'm a big nerd but uh you know the, does that mean you don't move a lot I, I don't have to be in a group not to move a lot Everyone knows I just sit on the couch all day. Well, that's why it's a stationary group. Yes. Uh, no, it's it's a, it's a group for Peloton riders. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, we we share stuff together. We joke with each other. And then, you know, when it comes time for, for goals and things we do together, you know, we, we talk and we share. And, you know, here's what was hard about it. Here's what was, you know, stuff I had to work on. And, and that kind of thing really helps push you along. It, it shows that you're not alone in all of it. And it can be really helpful when you are uh, at the brainstorming phase too. Yeah. Like um, the RPG Writers Workshop, there's a brainstorming channel. And I've popped in there a few times and said, hey, folks, I'm thinking about this. Like, What do you think of this as an idea? And like within minutes, people jump right in and say, oh, why don't you try it like this? Or have you thought about it from this angle? And we have a great conversation. And 30 minutes later, I left with a really solid direction for what yeah. was just glint of an idea uh an hour prior yeah and what what was it like when you were doing the 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 startup um the the founder thing you were doing for the the board game cafe that process yeah so um oh my gosh two years ago now um we did i did a business accelerator uh with an organization called e for all and here's a spoiler um they might might have someone from e for all as a guest next month oh uh, so that was really great. There was 12 of us in our group, uh, which was called our, our cohort. And we all went through this 12 week, um, business accelerator program together. And then we had another, like, it was basically just entirely 12 months of support and boy, was it tremendous. Um, we did everything together. We really bonded as a group and we still today, uh, support each other through a Facebook group where we chat several times a week. Um, about the they'll have open. Um, you know, we're all at different stages. Some of us are still have very, very young businesses and small like me. Others have opened restaurants, and but we all share um, insights and experiences, and it's really great. Uh, I I never would have been able to do that by myself because I have the the business sense of a turnip. But mm -hmm. thanks to going through this thing, I feel much more comfortable about you know putting my shingle out. Yeah, one one thing that um, I think is is important is to seek out the people who have done something before or who are 
you know, legitimately offering a way to, to help you facilitate and, and achieve that goal. So you, you had this group um, that really helped, you know, you, you could ask questions, you could get advice, and they sort of guided you through the process. I'm doing this thing, so I've talked about it before. I've been posting like little magic videos on Instagram and stuff of me, you know, vanishing coins and doing card tricks and stuff. And on Sunday, I signed up for a, it's a four-hour lecture hosted by um, a professional magician, Alex Pendrea. And he's going to teach you like 20 different slights and three routines and, you know, stuff that will really help me um, um, hone my skills in, in card manipulation and other kinds of sleight of hand. And it's something that I really enjoy doing. I, I'm getting a kick out of it. It's something I want to be able to do when, when I can get out of the house and meet people and, you know, just do stuff and sort of break the ice a little bit. Um, just, you know, it's it's something to do with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> and right. and. You know, doing something like this, seeking out someone who who does it for a living, who knows what they're talking about, and can help get me the rest of the way there. Because I've been using YouTube, and I've got some books that um, are like must-haves for for magicians' libraries. Um, but you know, that can only get me so far. But to have someone, it's a little bit of Zoom call, and then you know, recorded videos and stuff. To have someone who's like really there to show me, here's what you do to do it right. That can really help me get the the rest of the way that I need. I mean, we can expand this out uh, years ago now. We did an episode of homework that was about uh, what I was calling your personal board of directors. Hmm. So these are people that you can lean on for information. And it's it's especially beneficial to you know where your deficit areas are right. and to bring in people who are really good at that into your little circle, your little sphere or your little personal board of directors. Um, these are the people you can lean on and ask these questions. Like I'm really bad at marketing. I'm really bad at fix, uh, saying what a price is. I'm just not good at that. But now I have, uh, at least, you know, a couple people who are really good at that and are happy to answer my questions. So when you're goal setting and you think, you know, I, I did my, wouldn't it be cool if, and I identify the steps I need to take to make those things happen. Maybe there's seven steps, but three of them I'm not really so keen on, or I don't know how to do them, or I just don't like doing them. Well, right. find other people in the world, either online or in person. Remember, in person, online or in person, who are good at those things, who are be willing to share their information with you. And, I mean, I found over the years, um, people generally want to share their knowledge and want to help each other succeed. I've reached out to people on Twitter who I thought are never going to communicate with me because I'm just some, you know, random person right. in a town of 9,000 people in BFE, Massachusetts, but I've gotten a response and a useful one. So don't be afraid to reach out to those person, those people who can join your board and give you that information and fill in those deficits that you know you have. Uh, look at look at stuff like Mission Impossible, Leverage, Ocean's Eleven. You want to mm -hmm. rob a casino, you're not doing it on your own. You need a demolitions expert. You need <laughs> a disguise person. You need right. you know the the acrobat. So you know you've you've got you've got to assemble a team of people who each have their own particular set of skills to borrow something from another movie and well, who yeah. can help you. Um, you know, achieve that goal because you're you're not the smartest person in the room, and I think you know the best presidents are the ones who know their limitations and surround themselves with people who, uh, with advisors who are focused on you know this person is focused on the economy, this per person is focused on the military, this person is focused on this, you know, and and who can really who know a thing and can advise you on that one aspect of it because you're not going to know everything. Yeah, how come I got to be Mister Pink? Yeah, 
Why do I, why do I get to be Mr. Pink? Why can't I be Mr. Gold? Why can't he be Mr. Pink? <laughs> That's your homework, listeners. Go watch Reservoir Dogs. It's a very good movie. Harry, I think we've beat goal setting to death. And at the same time, I think it's something that we can talk about uh, just forever because it's so huge. It is. You know, I, I, I think our goal was to uh, to get to the end of this episode. I think we've we've done it. <laughs> goal met. Check that box as done. Yep. Dear listener, if you want to hang out while we record the show, you can on our Discord. Look in the Twitter for the link. Uh, in the meantime, people, how can uh, – I'm sorry. Harry. I think, oh, let, let me just finish the sentence incorrectly because it was funny. Uh, people, how can <laughs> you let Harry know where to find you? Harry <laughs> – how can you let everyone know where to find your stuff? I'm leaving all of this in. You can find me at linktree, linktr.ee slash hcmarks. I'm the same. Just change the text after the link to Dave Kello, and you will find everything. Excellent. Harry, is voting still open? It is. I'm actually on my way right now to drop off our ballots to the ballot box because they're going to start counting tomorrow in New Jersey. Even more important... Is shelf life voting still open? Oh, yes. Well, that too. Uh, yes, shelf life voting is still open. I'll put a link in the show notes. I sent uh, a, in my latest newsletter um, a link. It's audioverseawards.net slash vote. Um, but yes, you can vote for the shelf life, for the audioverse podcast awards, for I, I believe the, the category is best new audio play production. Um, so yeah, voting is still open until the 31st. All right, everybody, if you're still listening, you have earned a gold star. Uh, thanks. Go set some goals. And in the meantime, go get some work done. Bye. Bye.